Hey, welcome to the podcast. For the first official episode of the Tifton Talks podcast, we'll be getting our sea legs under us. This is not the way the normal episode should be. <laughs> anyway, so for this episode, I'm going to take the opportunity to mention some things that went on in the Tifton Talks Facebook group over the last week or so. Now, I'm not going to mention any names, of course, but I just simply want to talk about what was discussed. So one of the big, big topics dealt with uh, school starting. So school officially started in Tiff County, I think on the 28th. I don't have children in school. My, my youngest is past 25, let's just put it that way. And uh, so I believe it was the 28th, uh, last uh, Friday. And there seemed to be some issues with busing. The drop-off and pickup times, of course, for all of the schools were adjusted. So the big question was if it would affect the busing schedule. I can't say if it did or it didn't, but one person posted the bus never showed up to pick up their kids, and when they attempted to call the transportation line, they were met with an office is closed message. A further update from this same parent stated the bus driver told her kids he was not allowed to come into the development in which they lived. Several commenters to the original poster had similar issues, with one hotly worded comment calling out the Tiff County Board of Education, the County Board of Commissioners, the City of Tifton, Tiff County Schools, and District 2 Councilman Jack Folk. Apparently, if you do need bus route information, you can email operations at tiffschools.com and include the student's name, school, and your home address and they're supposed to respond back to you with the bus number, the location, and the time. Now, I realize this is probably a bit late, um, but it might be good information for the future. Now, everything wasn't a complaint. Uh, some comments uh, were stating not to blame the bus drivers, as they are probably just doing what they are told. I mean, honestly, it's government. Do we reasonably expect any better? We hope. But do we expect? Probably not. One of the things I'm trying my best to do is to, to keep the Tifton Talks Facebook group a place where we can all share information and kind of keep out the riffraff of advertising and whatnot. I think it's gotten better. I've paid more attention to it. I've been more vigilant. But it's a constant battle to keep people from posting advertisements. Now, the latest issue, which really wasn't an issue, was whether or not to allow yard sale post. I created a poll, and as of this episode, almost 82% have said yes, 18% have said no. Now, the membership continues to grow in this group, which I'm very happy about. We're currently at 4,513 members, but what is sad is that this poll only has 22 people voting on it so far. I guess the minority has spoken. Several times in the group, a question pops up about what internet service provider is best in the area. So far, the number one recommendation has been ClearWave, formerly Hargrave. They offer internet over fiber, which is the best connection you can get. It's the best physical connection you can get. As someone who has 35 plus years in technology, and I also ran CityNet and then TIFFNet, I can say that if you get a fiber internet connection and the service quality is good, and the pricing are good, then that's the way you want to go. Because 
Fiber does not negate terrible customer service or terrible quality of service, but it does have a tendency to negate a lot of service issues that are inherent in the standard copper DSL type connections and even the coax connections that you have in a hybrid fiber coax and HFC cable system, which is pretty much what Mediacom and True Vista, with the exception of certain areas, are HFC. But it does. It has fewer issues, practically none when it comes to fiber, unless someone decides to dig without calling it in and then cuts the fiber. Or sometimes even a great internet provider will have issues. That's just the nature of technology. If ClearWave is not in your area and you have access to True Vista, then I recommend going with them. They don't offer true fiber to the home, even in the areas where they offer RFOG or RF over glass. But in most cases, their service is dependable. But as with all technology services, your mileage may vary. Now, for me to be a bit pedantic, and I apologize in advance, Wi-Fi is not internet access. Wi-Fi is a wireless technology that allows you to not only connect to the internet, but also to other devices on your home or business network. See, when you're at home and you have a Wi-Fi router, your phone connects to that Wi-Fi router, and then that router routes you to the internet if that's where you're going, like you're checking web pages, you're checking the weather, you're, you're checking email, you're checking social media. That Wi-Fi signal also lets you cast like YouTube to your Apple TV or your smart TV, etc., etc., which is not internet other than the fact that the YouTube app itself is pulling video from the internet. So again, apologies for being pedantic, but it drives me absolutely nuts because as an IT professional, I've had to deal with this for many, many years because when you tell me your Wi-Fi is not working, that doesn't mean your internet's not working. That's a completely separate issue. And if you tell me the internet's not working, that doesn't mean the Wi-Fi is not working. You see, they're two distinct pieces, but they work together. Okay. Again, sorry for being pedantic. <laughs> it's just a pet peeve of mine. Maybe one day I'll get over it. We've also had some posts about folks not being happy with certain restaurants, whether it's because of the quality of the food, the quality of the service, the prices, or all of the above. Many commenters pointed out to always try and work with the restaurant before going to social media to complain. And I do, of course, agree with this. But as I also stated on one of those posts, companies have trained us that the only way we can get good customer service or a problem or issue resolved is to shame them on social media. But let's still do our best to work it out before we put them on blast on Facebook or Twitter or, I'm sorry, X. I mean, do you agree? Oh, and later? Not in this episode, but I do want to do an entire segment on tipping and how that has just gotten out of hand, even right here in Tifton. And, and I'm going to ask... For you, citizens of Tifton and Tiff County, to give me your feedback so that I can hopefully incorporate it into that particular episode. But that'll be later. Oh, and one thing I, I don't think was brought up in the group. If it was, I didn't see it. But uh, it's newsworthy for Tifton. 
the Jimmy John's incident. Two Jimmy John's employees were seen spitting in food while working at the restaurant. Apparently, it was all a joke that went too far. So far, arrests were made, and the individuals were charged with reckless conduct for causing harm or endangering bodily safety. I mean, I definitely don't condone what they did. I do not. But, honestly, how stupid do you need to be to video it? And now, to round out our first official episode, I want to share an article I came across a few days ago that you might find funny, you might find interesting, you might find it a little uh, groan-inducing. It's called 10 of the Dumbest Things Many Americans Believe. Hold on, here we go. This is from a Medium article, and the subtitle was, I ask you, are they dumb or just uneducated? So here's the countdown. Number 10, chocolate milk comes from brown cows. 7% of the people in the U.S. who are old enough to have completed an Innovation Center of U.S. dairy poll think that chocolate milk comes straight from brown cows. That's 7% of the U.S. 16.4 million people think that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. So apparently they never watched their mama stir cocoa and sugar into hot milk. I mean, where do these people think strawberry milk comes from? Number nine, Wakanda is a real country. Now, as the article points out, since 2018, when Black Panther, the movie, was released, a number of people have actually tried to find Wakanda on Google Maps. News blurb. It's not on a map. Entering Wakanda, Africa, in maps will bring you a nonprofit organization, a web host, and a couple of hotels. Googling, quote, how many people tried to find Wakanda on a map, end quote, will bring you to a Quora answer, if Wakanda were a real nation, it would be in the northwestern Kenya bordering Lake Turkana, Ethiopia, South Sudan, and Uganda. But it's not a real nation. It's a fictitious nation. So the question now is, how, how many people have actually tried to find Hogsmeade on a map, which is from Harry Potter, or Zion, which is from The Matrix, or Amity Island from Jaws? Number eight. 5G may kill your dog. Oh, I really love this one, you know, being in technology myself. In a town meeting about 5G, townspeople at an open mic ranted and raved about how 5G was causing them headaches and making them feel depressed. Their flowers were wilting. Their dogs were ill. All manner of ills and inconveniences were blamed on the 5G network company turning on that newfangled high-speed internet. This went on for several hours until the company representative had his turn to speak and said, quote, thank you, everyone, for your comments, but we haven't turned it on yet, end quote. <laughs> Number seven, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Nero was actually out of town when the spark ignited. Rome burned in 64 AD, while the fiddle wasn't invented until the 11th century. Number six. You must leave your toaster plugged in so electricity won't flow into the room from behind the wall. I almost fell out of my chair when I read this one. I have not heard this one before. <laughs> so you can't see electricity, but it's in the wall, right? So it might leak out. 
if something wasn't plugged in to stop the leak. You can't feel it. You can't hear it. You can't smell it. You can't taste electricity. <laughs> I mean, you'll feel it whenever you touch the toaster plug when it's, you know, not fully plugged into the wall. Oh, boy. So the article goes on to say, you know what? Electricity seems to be kind of, it's like, it's like a ghost. I mean, have you seen a ghost? I've never seen a ghost, but, and, and maybe there aren't ghosts. Maybe they don't actually exist, but electricity does exist. Or maybe it doesn't exist, but it would have to exist if it's going to toast your bread. What else could toast your bread? The ghost can't do it. The ghost is not behind your wall. So you might as well just go ahead and keep the toaster plugged in. When electricity was first installed in residences, many people, including uh, this particular author's uh, aunt of a friend of, of theirs, did think it needed to be contained somehow. Everybody in her family tried to convince her that there was no radiation or poison oozing out of where you plug in the toaster. She literally said, it sure doesn't, because it was always plugged in. I think the fear of bare electric socket lingers on today, especially among people who wear tinfoil hats. <laughs> hey, I got to admit, you go back and you do some research and, and look at how, how the wiring was done in the early, early years of, uh, of electricity in homes. It, it was dangerous. It's a wonder if the entire nation hadn't burned down from that. Number five, you only use 10% of your brain. This one is aggravating because we've literally had scientists, teachers, tell us that this is true, and it's not. As the, uh, as the writer of the article points out, People who believe that strawberry milk comes from pink cows may use only 10% of their brains. The rest of us, however, use about 10% to make sure our toast comes out just brown enough, another 10% to keep from slipping in the shower, and another 10% to decide Wakanda is not a real country populated by heroes and heroines. Now, the truth is, on any given day, most of us, maybe not all, but most of us, do use 100% of our brains. Number four, a lot of you probably won't get this one unless you really pay attention to the tech sector. Non-fungible tokens are the new money. If you believe that, I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. Number three, God made the world in seven days. Now, as I'm reading this one, this is not to make fun of anybody's religious beliefs or anything like that. This, this is taking a very logical look at how seven days in biblical time cannot equate to seven days in modern time. That's all it is. Just enjoy this for what it is. The word for day in Hebrew is yom, Y-O-M, which means a period of time with a beginning and an end. In the early 1500s, when William Tyndale was translating Hebrew, Greek, and Latin religious works into English, for the Tyndale Bible, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's either Tyndale or Tyndale, so I apologize. Here, someone working for him mistakenly wrote day instead of eon. Creating the world was a considerable task. Imagine the biblical day six in God's to-do list. Create 8.7 million species. Even given an entire era, God made two-headed calves and children with cancer. But in a day? We'd have heads growing out of our buttocks, and we'd have a real reason to say, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> oh, again, no disrespect. It, it was just a, an exercise in, in logic. 
Number two, Donald Trump paid for your 2020 stimulus checks. This one really did blow my mind because I, I firmly believe that there are people that believe that Donald Trump personally paid you $1,200 out of his own account. That's not true. Not at all. See, what happened was Trump held up the distribution of the stimulus checks until his signature could be printed on them. Most of the time, the signature on these types of checks are from the Secretary of the Treasury. But Trump, being who he is, wanted his signature on those checks. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm reading this verbatim from the article. So if you happen to like former President Trump, don't get ticked off at me. I'm just telling you what this says. Trump thought Americans were so dumb that they would think he personally paid them rather than the payment coming out of our taxes. And at least one American was that uninformed, if not that dumb. I can no longer find a reference to this, but after the first stimulus checks were received, I saw a post on Facebook from a woman who said that she was thankful that Trump was so rich he could give everyone $1,200. And that post was liked by hundreds of Facebook users. Finally, number one, the sun goes around the earth. All right. The writer says, Some years back, I was on OkCupid, a dating site that asks you a thousand questions about yourself and what you know and believe. I could hardly believe it when I got to, quote, Does the sun revolve around the earth, or does the earth revolve around the sun? End quote. Wow, I thought. Who doesn't know that? So the writer Googled it and got the answer. One in every four Americans. One in every four Americans believe the sun goes around the earth. One quarter of us in 2023 don't know the answer to the most basic question in science. <laughs> which a Greek philosopher surmised 230 years before Jesus was even born. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this little exercise and this uh, Medium article. Ten of the dumbest things many Americans believe. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tifton Talks, your go-to podcast for everything related to Tifton and the surrounding area. If you would love to weigh in on anything we covered in this episode, you can email the show. The email address is podcast at tiftontalks.com. Again, email us at podcast at tiftontalks.com. If we include your email in the podcast, but you wish to remain anonymous, be sure to say at the beginning of your email, please don't read my name, and your wish will be our command. If you wish to leave a voicemail instead, that number is 762-354-2916. Again, that's 762-354-2916. Please be aware that by leaving a voicemail, you are acknowledging and accepting that we may use your voicemail in a future episode. Nothing nefarious. We may just wish to include what you have to say as part of an episode. You don't have to say your name, and we definitely won't share your telephone number. It's that simple. So, until next time, there's nothing quite like living in the South, and Tifton is a great place to live. We hope you agree. See you next time. Mm-hmm.